Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Steve Roding of Roding Insurance. Thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks, Mike. Before we get started, let me tell everyone a little bit about some of the shows that are coming up next week. We have on Thursday, Kevin Cummings from Battery. They are a visual platform for enterprise collaboration. They provide a secure branded space for entire teams to share inspiration, synthesize insights, and generate ideas together. Uh, then a week from today on Friday, the 14th, we're going to have Patrick Clements from the Pinnacle Solutions Group. And Pinnacle is an IT consulting services firm specializing in business intelligence, e-business solutions, custom solutions, providing IT services for companies here in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, and Dayton areas. Then on the 20th of June, we're going to have Sean Fox from Schooley Mitchell Telecom Consultants. Their firm is rather unique in that they reduce people's telecom expenses and they're paid their fee as consultants based on the savings that they actually achieve, which is a pretty good idea. June 21st, we're going to have back for the second time one of my favorite guests, a fellow named Rich Apuzo. He owns a company in town called Sky Eye Weather, and Rich is going to talk about the weather business the business of selling weather forecasts and what the weather's like. And the last one we'll talk about right now is Wendell Bell. He is the CEO of Enerfab. They're a manufacturer of steel vet vessels, and they are also in the business of repairing electrical systems for power plants, a rather interesting business that Wendell will be talking about. Let's see. Let's tell you, tell you a little bit more about, about Steve and Rody Insurance. Steve, you're the president of the Roding Insurance Group. That's a insurance brokerage and management firm with offices in Crestville Hills and Lexington, Kentucky. You've been in the insurance business since you graduated from NKU in 1976. Steve's day-to-day focus is on administrative work as well as development and servicing some of the agency's key clients. With these clients, Steve's role is that of a trusted advisor revolving around his company's unique business model known as a risk reduction approach. That's a, We'll have to come back to that, Steve. Mm-hmm. You design and implement plans for clients to reduce their total risk while at the same time leveraging their position in the insurance marketplace. Steve is also involved in other organizations. He's a board member for the New Perceptions nonprofit and a chair of the St. Elizabeth's Healthcare Samaritan Committee, past chair of the St. Joseph's Festival Committee, has been heavily involved in the Northern Kentucky's annual total resource campaign, 
and Steve has served as a board member on various insurance companies, in, including Ohio Casualty, Hartford, and FCCI. Uh, Steve's a long-term uh, resident of Northern Kentucky, uh, lives in Villa Hills. So you grew up in, in Northern Kentucky, Steve? That's right. Okay. And NKU, you must have been one of the earlier graduating classes. Actually, yes. Very early. Very early. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about the background of roading insurance and, and how you got there? Well, Mike, we're a 92-year-old firm that was started by my father, Ed Roding, in Covington. It started out as a family business, but over the years, we've brought in top professionals and offered them an opportunity to earn an equity position in the company. We currently have six shareholders, all active in the business and lifelong residents of the community, and only one is a family member, and that's me. Mm. My older brother, Ted, who served as president before me, is retired now, along with uh, two other brothers. But we're uh, an insurance and financial services broker. We have 55 employees. Our main office is here in Crestview Hills, Kentucky, and we have an office in Lexington as well. And over the years, we've branched into a number of different insurance and financial specialties and evolved into a company of five different divisions, commercial property and casualty, personal lines, employee benefits, a financial services division that brings life and investment products to our clients, and then a separate property and casualty division that specializes in public entities, such as city and county governments, utilities, and school boards. Okay. What uh, brought your company to move to set up offices in uh, Lexington? Well, we saw a, a very good potential down there in market, and we hired someone who was uh, a graduate of, N uh, of uh, Kentucky, UK and uh, very well connected down there, a lifelong resident of Lexington. And we hired him as a producer, and he grew that office, and then we hired another person that specialized in public entity down in the Lexington area. And those two folks have just grown that office into the significant part of our organization. Mm -hmm. You do business in Ohio as well as? Oh, Ohio? absolutely, yes. We do a lot of business uh, across the river. Okay, good. Operating in, in two major cities, how, how do you guys go to market? How do you find new prospects? We get a lot of business for, from referrals. Mm -hmm. when, when you look at insurance or I look at insurance, the question that people have is what's unique about what roading insurance can bring to market. Uh, have you guys uh, delineated a unique marketing advantage there? Well, actually, yes. We, people and businesses buy from us because of our unique approach. You know, most agents and brokers see quoting insurance as the only route to addressing the risks that you face. At Roading Insurance, our mission goes beyond an insurance policy. What we do has far greater impact. We navigate the landscape of risk by identifying and analyzing the client's exposures and then selecting the appropriate techniques of treating those exposures through controlling them with preventative measures and transferring them or financing them through insurance. So this risk management approach is utilized not just in our property and casualty clients, but with our employee benefits clients through wellness, health screening, fitness programs, and our financial services clients by understanding where the client is going in life and 
what they're trying to achieve and their risk tolerance. Uh, you said the unique uh, value equation includes fitness. W- what do you really mean by that? Well, that would be uh, incorporating a fitness program within a company to make their employees healthier. Mm-hmm. So it, it, would that be something like uh, gym memberships for small company members? We could bring that to the table as well, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and that's part of the program? Yeah. You, you're working in uh, many unique areas. Do you have clients that use your services from all five areas? Uh, well, I can't say all five areas because one is a separate property and casualty division uh, that does uh, public entities. But uh, all of the other areas, the uh, property and casualty commercial division, uh, personal lines, employee benefits, and financial services, yes, we have clients that uh, that uh, do all those services with us. Mm-hmm. So when you say personally lo- personal lines, you mean things like umbrella policies, homeowners? Homeowners, auto. Personal insurance, yes. Okay, so you, do you bring those services to the the company and they offer them through to their employees? Yes, we do have uh, group discounts that we can bring to companies uh, for personalized insurance as well. Really, that that is that is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, can you share with our audience some of the major carriers that you represent as a broker? Well, we represent all the major carriers. I'll probably leave a couple out if I try to name them, but. Uh, all of them out there. Okay, so whether it's Anthem or yes, Humana or all of the uh, major uh, health and benefits carriers and all the major property and casualty insurance carriers. That, that that is an advantage of going with a broker. Yes, we represent probably sixteen, seventeen different carriers altogether. Mm-hmm. How do you determine which which carrier is best for a particular client? Well, a lot of carriers may specialize in a particular type of risk. Mm -hmm. So we might select that carrier over another carrier because they have a specialization. Uh, The carrier with the best price, the carrier with the best coverage, whatever carrier can offer the client the best value. So in other words, if if I run a pizza shop with 10 employees and there's a, a carrier that's got a special program for pizza shops, you'd be aware of it and you'd be bringing that one to us as opposed to the one that you might find in the the yellow pages or the internet. That's right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you've been in the company now for, what, 37 years? That's right, 1976. Okay. What keeps you coming to work every day? Well, we're very blessed to have a great uh, group of people working with us. Uh, our employees are dedicated. They've been with us a long time. If you take all of our employees and add up all their years and then divide by number of employees, I believe you get an average tenure of about 11 years. So we've got people that have been with us a long time, people that are good to work with. Uh, we've got a good stable of carriers that we that we work with, good underwriters, and we've got great customers. It's just fun coming to work and working with all those different kinds of people. It's good to hear that. Uh, Steve, we're going to take a uh, short commercial break here, and we'll be right back after we hear uh, Jimmy Fox talk about Tip Club. Uh, This is a group that I sponsor here in Cincinnati Marketplace uh, for business professionals. It meets once a month. The next meeting of Tip Club here in Cincinnati is 7.30 a.m. on Thursday, June 20th. Jimmy, why don't you tell the folks a little bit more about Tip Club? 
Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Steve Roding of Roding Insurance. Steve, after the show is over, if someone wants to get you on the phone next week, how do they do that? Well, uh, they can call us at 859-341-0202. They can access our website at www.roeding.com, or they can email me at sroding at roding.com. Thanks, Steve. We've come through a a tough economic period. Uh, Do you see any obstacles in the marketplace for people seeking to improve their risk management situation or any obstacles for your company? Well, I don't think we have any obstacles, but we do have some challenges ahead, such as, you know, bringing young people into this exciting industry. That's a challenge because young people don't view insurance as exciting. Uh, Changes in health care. Uh, there are multiple challenges there that we could spend a whole other show on. And then there's the technology challenge, staying out in front of the shift in consumer buying habits. You know, technology and the Internet are both a blessing and a curse. We need to know mm-hmm. how to use social media tools to promote our business and make us visible. We have to be more nimble and be willing to spend money on trying new things. Mm-hmm. And we're going to come back and spend a little bit more time on what you're doing on the Internet. Steve, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are in in the marketplace and for your company? Well, I think we need to go back to the challenges that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Challenges are opportunities. Take, for example, the technology challenge that I mentioned. Mm -hmm. The challenge of technology and the Internet is also an opportunity to tie our personal relationship building skills to the technological tools and combine high tech with high touch. That's an opportunity. Okay. And in your company, uh, do you have a a company Facebook fan page? Uh, Yes, we're very active on Facebook and the social media, Mike. Okay. Um, I'm kind of curious. Do you actually do that in-house, or do you guys actually provide hire an outside vendor to handle that for you? We do it in-house. Okay. I think that's smart. Uh, So naturally, you have your own website, right? 
Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, www.roading.com. And do you have in-house people that handle search engine optimization, blogs, and that kind of stuff to make sure that you're uh, relevant and findable by clients and prospects? We're working with a, a, an outside firm on that, Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, I found that about 50% of our client, people that come in here on the show do it themselves, and the other 50% have an outside firm. Uh, you talk to a lot of uh, prospective clients. Uh, what do you think people are looking for right now when they're 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 talking to one of your people? Well, I'm sure there's a lot of prospective clients out there. But it's unfortunate that most people don't look for a new insurance broker or financial advisor until there's some type of urgency or pain. Maybe their premium goes up or they've had a bad experience with a claim or whatever. Or maybe they've just entered into something new in their business or personal life that requires them to go out and buy an insurance or financial product. Until then, they're content with just receiving the two basic things that they're getting from their current relationship good service, and competitive price. But as I mentioned before, those are the basics, the minimum, if you will, that a broker should bring. And, and what's the unique differences that, that you guys have provide provide your clients at Roding? Well, I think our unique marketing advantage, Mike, is what I mentioned about uh, the risk management approach that we take with our clients and prospects. Can we take a second and can I ask you to explain the risk management approach for people? Well, it's really, you know, as I said, identifying and analyzing the client's exposures, his costs of risk, and, and not the, just those uh, what we call direct cost of risk, which would be things that we can accurately measure with dollars like premiums and deductibles, mm-hmm. but also those indirect costs of risk that uh, are a little bit harder to put a dollar value on, things like time, uh, lost relationships, lost reputation, things of that nature. So we look at all the risk that's uh, involved in business and then select the appropriate techniques of treating those exposures through controlling them with preventative measures and then, or transferring them or financing them through insurance. Uh, You you mentioned an interesting one to me, reputation. Uh, With all the stuff that's going on on the internet, uh, do you actually sell reputation insurance? No, there's not a product like that out there. But uh, we can put in preventative measures that could help you uh, with your reputation should something come along that might damage it. Let's say uh, a large liability loss, uh, maybe an employment loss of some kind like harassment or wrongful termination. These things get in the newspaper, Mike, and when they do, if you don't have the right strategies in place, the right damage control in place, uh, you could suffer some uh, reputation damage, and we can help our clients put those kinds of things in place. Uh, What kinds of of things would you put in place? Well, there's different strategies such as uh, uh, crisis management and things like that, uh, outside vendors that we could bring in that could help with that. Is that an insurance product? It's not. So you're bringing more to the table than just insurance for people. That's uh, the point I'm trying to make here, Mike. It's much more uh, than just insurance that we're bringing to the table. It's it's all those other things that uh, that we want to control risk with, uh, not just transferring the risk to insurance product, but putting in, putting in preventative measures that can prevent or mitigate 
those exposures. Mm-hmm. So if a client of yours needed to uh, run a press conference, would you? and they had never done that, uh, that's not your business running press conferences or PR, is it? No, we have partnerships with firms that we would come in, and PR-type firms that would come in and, and help them with that. Okay, so you'd help them by saying, okay, use XYZ. We've used them before. Other clients have, and they've done a good job in mitigating situations like this. That's right. Okay. Uh, is there anything else in uh, this overall risk management that people need to be aware of that uh, they don't think of? Well, we could spend a whole other show on that, Mike, but uh, I, I, I think I've abbreviated uh, my comments. Whatever. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned that you get into municipal uh, or governmental insurance. Um, some people not, might not be familiar with what, what you actually meant by that. Does that mean you insure cities or counties? Right. Cities, counties, utilities, school boards. This is a very specialized insurance that uh, not a lot of agents are into. And you really do have to specialize in that if you're going to get into it because there are only certain markets that that ensure those type of risks. They have very specialized needs. And we have a person, uh, one of our owners, who has been doing that for about 25 years, just that line of insurance uh, in the public entity realm. And uh, she has all the relationships with, with vendors. Uh, she knows all the, the exposures out there for these types of risks. And... So we have a niche in that area. These would be, again, cities, counties, schools, and utilities and other governmental-type operations. Uh, Do you do insurance for, like, construction bonds for construction companies as well? Well, yeah, that's that's another niche we have is uh, the construction industry. Uh, We have a lot of construction clients, uh, large and small, and uh, they, like public entity, have specialized needs with bonds, and things like that. So, yes, we have a specialized area in that as well. Yeah. One of our guests on the show, prior show, was uh, Graybach Construction, and they shared with the uh, the audience that one of the limits to their growth is uh, the amount of insurance bonds they could get for the, the type of municipal work that they do. Yes, bonding can be a challenge because it's all tied to their, their financial strength and you know, construction companies are in a bit of a hurt right now in that area. Some are. Some, some are. are. Some are. Right. Let's ask one more question before we take a break, and we'll, we'll go back to that internet. Do you have? You said you have. You're doing the work in house. Do you have dedicated employees that that work on your website? Well, we do employ an outside firm to help us a little bit with that, but we have, yes, some dedicated people that that do our uh, website and uh, post blogs on the website. We are very active uh, on uh, the social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, newsletters that go out regularly. Our website, uh, again, roading.com, uh, is very interactive with blogs that are updated regularly. Clients can go in and access a number of services, uh, file a claim, make a payment, uh, request proof of insurance, and we've steadily increased our followers over the last several months. Wow. Make a claim online through the broker. Mm-hmm. So yes. I can make a claim for an auto accident on a Sunday afternoon when no one's likely to be in your office. Correct. Uh, is, is it also possible on your website to, to ask a question? Yes, you could access 
uh, the website uh, and, and ask a question. Most people like to call, though. They want to hear a voice. Uh, we don't get a lot of questions. Well, on the you website. know, it's Saturday afternoon. I'm thinking of buying a new Jaguar, and I, I'm wondering what this new Jag is going to cost me in insurance. I'd like the answer by Monday morning. Uh, is there something that I could put on on the web so that someone with your office would respond to me on Monday? Yes. Mm-hmm. If I actually bought the car on Saturday, would you guys could I put a, a note on the website that? I bought the car, and you guys should handle the insurance. Or is that how? How would that handle? Uh, is that a web thing, or is that something uh, where I still have to pick up the phone and call you guys? We we really need to hear your voice on that. Uh, we have to be careful about that. Uh, email and voicemail. Uh, uh, we can't uh, uh, alter or change or bind coverage uh, via those uh, those procedures. We have to go. We have to talk to you because we'll probably have a follow up question. We'll need a little bit more information about what you're trying to ensure. So to just uh, post it somewhere, uh, no, we wouldn't recommend that. Okay, good. Let's take a uh, another uh, commercial break. We'll listen to uh, a couple of uh, Sandler commercials. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real. He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is a message for professional salespeople. It's an unusual message. I'm going to tell you that our product is expensive and difficult. It takes effort to use, and it's not for everyone. We provide difficult but effective sales training. It's the kind of training familiar to champion athletes. It builds winners in the world of business. We don't promise quick fixes or color brochures, only hard work that will teach you how to sell effectively even when your price is higher. If you're tired of hearing, I want to think it over. If you're finally ready to invest in yourself and your sales career and learn how to close more business faster, call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523, and we'll invite you to our next Lunch and Learn Sales Discovery Workshop, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, back with Steve Roding, Roding Insurance. Steve, we have a theory of operation here that Simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Therefore, if you're faced with a complex problem as a leader, you need to solve it. You need a complex problem. Perhaps you could share with our other CEO listeners a complex problem that you encountered and the equally complex solution that you came up with to to solve the problem. Naturally, don't reveal any trade secrets, but something that would be transferable to another industry. Well, what comes to mind, Mike, is a, a client that was experiencing a lot of pocketbook pain in their workers' comp premium. The skyrocketing health care costs combined with high frequency and severity of workers' comp claims was driving their premium up to a point where 
they weren't sure they were going to stay in business very much longer. Wow, work, workers' comp in uh, Kentucky or Ohio? This ha- happened to be in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we believe that workers' comp is a controllable cost if the right program is put into place. So for this client, we put into place a combination of three things. First, we implemented what we call a culture loss control program. It's really simple. Workers' comp expense is driven by claims. Reduce the number of claims, and you reduce your expense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So most workplace accidents are caused by unsafe behavior. You can change these behaviors by focusing on culture, a safety culture. So our loss control consultants worked with this customer to create an individualized, practical, and cost-effective program that strengthened their safety culture without disrupting operations. The second thing we did was develop an aggregate deductible structure that capped their risk and rewarded them for good loss experience. Then the third thing we did, and actually the insurance carrier did this as well as the second thing, was they assigned a field adjuster to this client to handle all their claims from beginning to end. And this adjuster conducts investigations, coordinates medical services, works with the doctors and the client to create a return-to-work options, and moves the claims as fast as possible towards resolution. So with all this, we were able to save the client a lot of money and kept them in business. So Mm -hmm. even for the small to medium-sized business, implementing a safety program with incentives to change the culture will pay off. Uh, Let me ask two questions about that. Uh, You said you have a loss control consultant on your staff? Yes. Really? Yes, he's been with us for over 10 years. He has probably over 20 years' experience in that field. He's not a salesperson. He's not a, an agent. He's a uh, risk management expert, loss control expert, and uh, he's been doing that for a long time. Wow. So on the staff of the insurance agency, that's a, that's something different. He's a full-time employee. Uh, there are only a handful of agents in this area that would uh, would have somebody like him on staff. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh, the whole area of workers' comp is, uh, I've always found it to be a quagmire. Uh, and, and you operate in both uh, Kentucky and uh, Ohio workers' comp for people, your clients? Well, Ohio is a monopolistic state. So if uh, you're an employer, employer in Ohio, you have to go through the state to buy it. You have to go through the state, but aren't there agents that offer discounts? Yes, there are group discounts available through uh, some programs in the state, but uh, uh, we don't offer any of that. We we can direct people to those uh, vendors, but we do not offer that. Okay. And how does it work in Kentucky? Well, in, in, in Kentucky, uh, it's an open market state where there's many insurance carriers that offer workers' comp. Uh, there are a number of state funds in Kentucky that uh, – that uh, where a lot of the business goes because they specialize in just workers' comp, and uh, they are some of them are self-insurance funds. And uh, yeah. okay, so in Kentucky, like you have the uh, Kentucky Freedom of Baseball team, right? Yeah, and they have baseball players who are definitely going to, you know, get hurt uh, as a result of playing uh, baseball. They hit it on the head with a ball or something. Uh, that's that will be handled under workers' comp if they're out. That's right. Mm-hmm. Is there any particular type of industry where uh, you guys specialize in workers' comp? 
we can write uh, most any type of work comp risk. As I mentioned, we do have some niche more, uh, specialties in the construction and public entity area, but uh, we can handle any work comp case. Mm -hmm. So you, you do a lot of work with construction? Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, let's uh, talk about leadership. Uh, perhaps you can give uh, our, our listeners a leadership tip, Steve, something that maybe you've developed or learned in, in your years of leading the company. Well, Mike, let me just steal a quote from a famous leader, uh, General George Patton. Mm. Never tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do, and they'll surprise you with their ingenuity. I like that. That's good. That's good. Last week uh, we had uh, one of the leaders quote Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. Another good leader. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly good, actually. You've been running the company through this, this rough uh, economic period that we've had. Are you thinking of adding new people to your team this year? Perhaps new producers? We're always looking for sales talent, Mike, and uh, they don't necessarily have to have insurance experience. We can train them for that. We're looking for people with confidence and ambition, with business acumen, people who are well-connected. Insurance sales is a, a career path with a potential for unlimited income and success, plus diversity and flexibility. So for the right person, there's a tremendous opportunity. Mm-hmm. Over the last uh, year or so, are you, have you added people to your size, total size of your company? Yes, we've. Uh, I, I can't tell you exactly how many, but yeah, we've we've hired uh, probably three or four, uh, made three or four additions to staff, uh, either service or sales staff in the last year. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking of adding more offices beyond the two that you currently have? More offices? Yes, we would love to uh, get more in the Louisville market, possibly, mm -hmm. and. Maybe northern Cincinnati. Oh, like everyone else, West, does that mean Westchester? That area, yes. It's a growing area up there. Oh, it certainly is. It certainly is. Twenty years ago, my accountant told me to open an office in Westchester. And in 2000, we actually did open a second office in Cincinnati in Westchester. And then for the next nine months, I counted the number of people who came to each office for training. And uh, more people came to Eastgate than came to Westchester. Can you guess why, Steve? No. The people who lived in northern Kentucky, like you, wouldn't go to Westchester. They well, can't Eastgate. It took too long. They probably wanted to avoid I-75 and rather take 275. Bingo. And then the people in Westchester would say to me, Mike, we get to the office at 7 or 7.30 in the morning, get involved in something so we can't make your 8 a.m. class. But if we drive to the Eastgate office for an 8 a.m. class, we go there directly and don't get involved with anything in the office until we get back to the office at 10.30. That's why I was on time for today. <laughs> I'm always surprised this time of year with the traffic construction. Let's take a, another commercial break, and we'll be right back with Steve Roding. This is a message for professional salespeople. It's an unusual message. I'm going to tell you that our product is expensive and difficult. It takes effort to use, and it's not for everyone. We provide difficult but effective sales training. It's the kind of training familiar to champion athletes. It fills winners in the world of business. We don't promise quick fixes or color brochures, only hard work that will teach you how to sell effectively even when your price is higher. If you're tired of hearing, I want to think it over. If you're finally ready to invest in yourself and your sales career and learn how to close more business faster, call me, Mike Roth, 
888-646-6523 and we'll invite you to our next Lunch and Learn Sales Discovery Workshop on February 5th at either 8 a.m. or 1 p.m. 513-646-6523. talk about rule 44. If your foot hurts, you're probably standing on your own toe. Here's an example. You go through your proposal with the prospect. Everything looks great. Your prospect is responding in a positive fashion to the information that you brought to the table. Um, Everyone feels good. You wrap up and move forward for the order only to find that the prospect says that they have to take your information to a committee. At this point, you can get angry with the prospect. Why didn't they bring that up? Why didn't they tell you that they were going to have to take this information to somebody else before they could make a decision? Well, it's your job to ask the right questions to uncover roadblocks and potential problems ahead of time so that you don't find yourself scrambling at a future date when it's already too late. So take responsibility when the prospect brings up new problems and challenges. If you ask the right questions ahead of time, you can diffuse the situation before it's too late. And next time you're faced with the situation, the results will be positive. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Steve Roding. Steve? Why don't we talk for a minute about uh, long-term strategic planning? Uh, after coming through this tough economic times for a lot of people, uh, do you guys have a long-term strategic plan or p- planning process over there at Roding? Well, funny, funny you should ask that, Mike, because we're about to embark on a new strategic planning path for Roding Group. You know, every business wants strong, sustainable, organic growth, but that requires proper planning and constant commitment. You need a clear path. So we're going to first meet as a management team to identify our top priorities and determine what actions will take them from where they are today to where we want them to be in the future. This will start out as a two- or three-day executive meeting, which will serve as a kickoff to continuous discussions. There will be an ongoing dialogue to address new issues and adjust to the unexpected twists. This dialogue will reach beyond the executive team to include people at all levels of the organization. There will be quarterly meetings where we'll all collaborate and share responsibility for various elements of our strategic plan. But the most critical element will be consistent follow-up and accountability. And instead of a top-down approach, this will be a more synergistic, team-focused approach. I could go into more detail, but that's our strategic planning process in a nutshell. So this is a a new process for you? We did something like this uh, a number of years back, and we're just due to ramp it up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at a long-term strategic plan, how long is that plan? Is it one year, two years, three years, five years? Uh, This will probably be three to five years in length. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's interesting because I've, I've asked this question to a number of people, and one of the answers that's coming back frequently is that it's a two-year plan uh, upgraded every six months because two years is at the edge of the fog. 
or maybe even into the fog, and then you need to upgrade six months down for the new position that you find yourself in. Uh, in in your world, you don't really have salespeople. I understand you have pro- producers and agents. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the, pe- the type of people that you would be looking for in that area? Well, we're really looking for people that are well-connected and have business acumen, uh, people with confidence, ambition. Uh, but, you know, uh, we, we have people who are designated salespersons uh, mm-hmm. whose primary job is to bring in new clients. And there are several of those that, with that primary responsibility. But the reality is, Mike, is everybody in our organization is a salesperson. Everybody at Roading Group represents and promotes our brand by being out there, helping our clients and being engaged with the business community, or by being involved with our community outreach programs where we provide year-round support for local charities. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a... Uh a referral incentive for people inside of your company? If they refer a new employee to you or uh, suggest a potential uh, client? Absolutely. We have something like that in place. Mm. How does that work, roughly? Uh, There's a financial incentive uh, for uh, bringing in a new employee. Mm -hmm. And uh, anybody who successfully brings in a new employee will be financially rewarded for that. And we have uh, incentives where we can uh, uh, referral incentives where if you refer a piece of business to the company, maybe you work in the uh, personal lines department and you find a commercial client that you would like to bring in, uh, and you would refer that client to one of our our commercial people. Uh, there would be a referral reward for that, and vice versa. However, you did it. Mm-hmm. So the company has been around for 37 years, right? Well, 92 look, years. 92 years. Okay, that's a long time. You've been there 37 years. Right. Uh, do you have a lot of clients that have been with you the, the whole time for a lo- really long time? Well, we've got clients that have been with us since my dad was in the business. And my dad uh, uh, passed away in 1972. So, yeah, we've had long-term clients. Uh, actually, uh, most of our clients are long-term, long-time clients. Mm-hmm. What changes do you think companies need to make to be successful over the next five or ten years? Any uh, hints for other CEOs of what you think they should be looking for in their, in their relationship with an insurance broker? Well, they need to be looking for someone who is not just a commodities broker, somebody who just wants to come in and quote their insurance. Anybody can come in and quote their insurance and and try to beat their current price. They need to look for value. They need to look for what other services, what other value can this person bring to my organization in the way of risk management, helping helping me control my total cost of risk, helping me sleep at night, help me to understand the things that I don't know. Mm -hmm. When you guys go into prospective client and talk to them about the risk management strategy that you you employ, what kind of things do you typically find? Well, we typically find uh, someone, uh, a client, who's just uh, accepting the minimum from their current relationship. They're just accepting the fact that, okay, I got a pretty good price, I, I got pretty good coverage, and I get pretty good service. 
they're not they're not experiencing that trusted advisor role from their from their current relationship. Is there anything, Steve, that companies should do uh, because of the problems that we've seen in Oklahoma with the, the hurricanes, the tornadoes, uh, that maybe they're not thinking of doing here in, in this marketplace, our Midwest marketplace? Should they be buying business continuation insurance? Well, yes. Uh, they should all, always make sure they have business interruption insurance in place. Uh, they should make sure that they have the proper wind coverage on their policies. Is there such a thing as wind insurance, hurricane, tornado insurance? Well, wind is covered on on your policy as a covered peril, mm-hmm. and tornadoes and hurricanes are wind. What you have to be careful of is flood. Flood is excluded from most uh, property policies, and if you don't have flood coverage and then you have some significant water damage from outside, you could experience an, un- an uncovered loss. Mm. So... If I had a re- a regular business insurance policy here in this building, and this happened, uh, I'll extract a building not too far from here. Uh, they did some construction, built uh, some new streets, put in uh, those uh, those basins for fl- for the runoff water. We had a big storm, and the water overflowed the basin and came into the business building. What kind of insurance did they need to have? To- that would be flood insurance. Flood insurance. Yes. What do you think? What percentage of businesses actually have flood insurance? Most businesses don't buy flood insurance unless they're in a flood area, and then their mortgage or their mortgage or would require them to have flood insurance in place because they're in a flood plain. So most people don't buy flood unless they absolutely have to. You mean the owner of the building, if it's a rental or a lease, or did you mean the the tenant? Both. Both. Interesting. The tenant would need it on his contents, and the, and the owner of the building would need it to cover the building for flood. Mm-hmm. Steve, are there any additional or less comments you want to make about what makes roading insurance different? Well, I could just restate that you know our, our, our advantage is what I mentioned before, the risk management approach that, that we take with our clients and prospects. You know, a lot of people treat insurance like a commodity, but we're not a commodities broker. We're a trusted advisor that puts time, effort, and resources into identifying the risk and then selecting the appropriate techniques to control, transfer, or finance those risks. Can you add something about trusted advisor for our listeners, Steve? How do you guys become a trusted advisor? It's all about relationship. This is a relationship business, Mike, and you have to build trust to build that relationship. And as a trusted advisor, we're not just coming in, showing up once a year with your policy and your bill in hand and saying, here's your renewal. We, we're coming in a number of times a year to that commercial client mm-hmm. or that benefits client and saying, let's take a look at your business. Let's take a look at what you're doing here and help me understand where your exposures are and how we can control those direct and in costs that I mentioned before. So do you have a specific instruction to your people of how many times per year a account should be visited? Well, it, it, would, it would vary with the type of account. Some accounts need constant visit. Some don't want to even see you that often, and you would come in just when, 
when it's convenient for them. But why uh, we would we would come in to see three, four, or five times a year. Okay, good, Steve. I want to thank you for coming here and and being a guest on the show and appreciation of doing that. I'm going to give you a copy of the one of our latest Sandler books, the 49 Sandler Rules, and inside that is a free training pass. You can come come through and sit through any one of our classes. There's a calendar in there. Help people make a million dollars, so there should be a million dollars in there as well. I could use a million dollars. Oh, most people say that, you know. <laughs> so we printed those up for people. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.